Welcome to the next in our series of the Spirit-Filled Church. This morning is entitled Normal Service Resumed. I'm going to be reading from the Christian Standard Bible. I'm going to read a few verses from the book of Ephesians. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will, to the faithful saints in Christ Jesus at Ephesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In him you also were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed. The Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory. About five years ago, I bought a laptop. When it arrived and it got home and I took it out of its box, uh, I set it up and uh, I planned to get it all up and running. What I needed to do was to download some antivirus software onto the machine. So I did my research, uh, downloaded what I thought was antivirus software. Unfortunately, all I managed to do was download a virus onto the machine. It was a disaster. The machine wouldn't work. I had to contact someone in America, pay them money to help me get the machine back to uh, factory settings as it was originally, uh, as it originally arrived with me. Now, there are moments in life, in the Christian life, when we need a reset. We need to go back to factory settings. God wants us to be a people who uh, have normal service resumed. As he uh, formed us, created us, saved us, he wants us to be a people who know what it is to be filled with the Spirit and to walk in the Spirit. Sometimes we need a reset because uh, sometimes things that uh, become too important to us, our lives get full of stuff. Maybe something in your life uh, that is important to you has become too important. Maybe a good thing has become the only thing. And God wants us to be a people who are able to press the reset button, be filled with the Spirit and be restored to how God wants us to be, to be filled with the Spirit and to be walking in the Spirit. And I believe that Paul is speaking to us from this letter in Ephesians and he's encouraging us and reminding us that we can be a people who press the reset button. And so this morning I want to unpack a number of things that will help us uh, uh, to walk in the Spirit and live by the Spirit. But if we're going to do that, we need to understand a little bit of the context, a little bit of the background to why Paul wrote this letter to the Ephesian church. So let's unpack a little bit of that context. So when Paul writes to the Ephesians, he writes in the verses that we've said, he says that uh, they were sealed with the Holy Spirit when they believed. They were sealed. It was a one-off event uh, and it happened when they believed. It's a past tense thing. Now, some people try to argue that that is it. They tried to say that there's, uh, you don't need to be filled with the Spirit again because we received the Spirit when we believed. I don't think that's what Paul is saying, because if that's the case, then there's no more miracles. There's no more power. That's it. We just have to persevere to the end. We need to grasp that Paul wrote the letter to the Ephesians probably only five to seven years after he had been there. And we read about that in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 19. Paul arrives in Ephesus. He'd been there once before uh, previously, uh, but only briefly. 
and he arrives in Ephesus and he he comes across a group of 12 believers. Now, the language that Luke uses tells us that Paul thought, at least initially, that they were already followers of Jesus. And uh, so uh, he, he meets them, spends some time with them. As he gets to uh, interface with them and interact with them a little bit, he has some questions. There's something not quite right. So he asks them a probing question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? On hearing the question, the people that he's talking to say, we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. I want you to get the point of this. Paul is saying, when you believe, did you receive the Spirit? By his very question, it could be that they had believed but not yet received the Spirit. Quite clearly, they hadn't. As Paul gets to talk to them, he asks them how uh, they uh, how they got baptised. They talk about John's baptism. Clearly, they uh, understood about repentance, turning away from the way they'd lived, being baptised in uh, into uh, uh, John's baptism. But they clearly hadn't got to know Jesus Christ, that Jesus was the Messiah. And so Paul explains to them the way of salvation. He talks to them about Jesus, that Jesus has come. And as they hear, they put their faith in Jesus and then Paul properly baptises them. And then he lays hands on them. They're filled with the Spirit. And as they're filled with the Spirit, they prophesy and they speak in tongues. It's a glorious moment. And it's the beginning of the church in Ephesus. Paul stays there for two years, just over two years, uh, and he teaches. And as he teaches, we're told that uh, all the Greeks and uh, Jews in the region and the surrounding region hear the word of God. It is a remarkable moment. We would call it revival. We would say, wow, that's amazing. Let's have days like that. Everybody heard about Jesus. Extraordinary things happened. Paul was more uh, infectious than coronavirus. We're told that uh, that people used to take handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him and they would take them away and they would lay them on the sick and people would recover and evil spirits would be cast out. Extraordinary moments. We read of uh, moments where people are set free from bondage. We read about people, many people, taking uh, scrolls and uh, bits of magic and sorcery and burning them. And we're told that uh, the value was around about 50,000 dollars a huge sum of money in those days. The gospel spread far and wide, all through Paul's time in Ephesus. And so when Paul writes his letter to the Ephesians, they remembered all that had happened. It was a few years later, maybe five, seven years, not much more than that. They had all that in mind. So when Paul writes in his letter and talks about being filled with the Spirit, what they remember is what they saw. I want us to look at a number of things this morning. I've got five things, very quick things that I want to share from the book of Ephesians, reset moments where Paul wants to encourage us that if we need to be filled with the Spirit, to help overcome particular issues, there is a reset moment. And God wants to speak to us this morning. And so the first thing is this. Paul is urging us to reset to experience the love of God. This is what he says 
in chapter 3, verses 16 to 19. I pray that he may grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width and height and depth of God's love, and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Paul says this because he knows how easy it is for us to lose sight of God's great love for us. God's great love expressed in him sending his own son Jesus to die for us. Jesus became a man just like us, uh, bore our wrongdoings, our sin on the cross, that we might be forgiven, that we might know the love of God. In these remarkable days that we're living in, it is easy for us to lose sight of the love of God. So easy to become anxious and fearful. For many who are feeling the pressure of work at this time and huge amounts of work coming their ways, and it's easy to take our eyes off the fact that God loves us and to be, become immersed in the hamster wheel of, of, of stuff, of pressure and things that need doing. We need to remember that God loves us. And Paul is saying that if we are filled with the Spirit, the Spirit will help us grasp the length of God's love for us, the length that God uh, came for us. He crossed the cosmos into our broken, sin-sick world that we might know God, that we might know the width of God's love. It's all-encompassing. Wherever you are from, whatever your background, uh, whatever your ethnicity, Whatever has gone on in your past, God loves you. God wants you to know the depth of his love. However low you've fallen, however far you've sunk, however far you feel from his love, it's not too deep for him. He goes, his love, we're told, goes deeper still. And God wants us to know the height of his love. His love that will take us up one day to be with him forever and ever. God wants us to know his love. Do you need to know the love of God this morning? Do you need to know that God loves you completely and utterly? Have you lost sight of that in these days? Then today is a day for a reset. You need to be filled afresh with his spirit. Secondly, Paul urges a reset to walk in unity. In chapter 4, verse 3, Paul says, We ought to be making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. When Paul says this, it's an instruction. It's not an optional extra. He says we need to make every effort. We need to make effort to uh, keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. We need to be one people. We're created to be one people. Paul has already just written in chapter 2. He's been telling uh, the Ephesians, reminding them that the wall of hostility is broken down between different people groups, that they're now all one new man in Christ. Beautiful statement. And then a little later, he has to say, hey, you need to fight for this unity. You need to be filled with the spirit that you may uh, maintain this unity between one another. I want to say that in these days, it's really easy to uh, allow disunity to enter into our hearts and into our homes. 
the devil. We have an enemy who loves to create disunity between us. I guess that being at home with children and teenagers and partners in close proximity for a long period of time sometimes isn't the blessing. It isn't heaven on earth. And sometimes it can be difficult. And Paul is reminding us that we need to contend for unity. And maybe you've been struggling. Maybe there's people that you are struggling with at the moment. Maybe there's issues that you're battling through in your own heart over things that people have said or things that people have done. God wants you to know that there's an answer. It's a moment where you can reset, that you can be filled with the Spirit and the Holy Spirit will come and work on your heart and deal with the attitudes and bring you to a place where you're able to let go of stuff, ask for forgiveness, put things right and that you might know unity in the bond of peace. The third thing Paul encourages us to reset to live God's way. In chapter 4 verse 30 Paul says, and don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. You see, before he has said this, Paul has been reminding them that they need to walk as children of light. Jesus was the light of the world and we are his ambassadors. We're children of God. We are to represent the light. And so uh, Paul is saying that there is a way for us to live. God wants us to live a particular way. And it's not about rules and regulations, but it's about life in the spirit. And so Paul talks about some of the things that were characterizing the Ephesian believers. And so often they characterize our own lives. He talks about there being a continual lust for more things. We live in a day where we are so blessed with so many things. We live in a beautiful part of the world. And yet often our hearts are, are so full of wanting more. Oh, I love that, or I need this, or I, 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 I must have that thing. God doesn't want us to be like that. He wants us to be a people who are content. We, he also talks about how uh, their attitudes, they, they're getting angry. Sometimes it's right to be angry about things. That's called godly anger. But sometimes our anger spills over and it's uncontrollable and we get really cross about stuff. In these days when we're locked in and uh, emotions can be at their high, sometimes we can say things and do things and react in ways uh, that are not good. God doesn't want us to be like that. He doesn't want us to be reacting like that. He doesn't want unwholesome talk. Paul talks about unwholesome talk coming out of our mouths. It's very easy for us to say things. We don't think anybody else is around. Nobody else knows. But the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is there. He sees what we watch. He sees the things that we laugh at. He is a person and he can be grieved. He is holy. And so God is wanting us to be a people who are holy because he has made us holy in Christ. And we're to live out of who he has created us to be. We are new creations. We are created to follow Jesus. And so we're to live out of that. But it's hard to do on our own, in our own strength. And when we try to do it on our own, we get it wrong. And we don't get it, uh, we don't get it right. And so 
Paul is urging the Ephesians and he's urging us. Do we need a reset? Do we need to be filled with the Spirit? We don't want to be those who grieve the Holy Spirit. We want to be those who keep in step with the Holy Spirit. We want to live lives that honour Christ in all that we do. Do you need to do that? Are there things that are happening in your own heart? Maybe no one else knows about it, but you know what's going on in your heart and you're frustrated and you're irritated and you know that you've been watching things you shouldn't. Today's a day for a reset. Ask God to fill you afresh with his spirit. Come before him and say, God, forgive me for those attitudes, for those things I've held against others. Come and fill me afresh with your spirit. The fourth thing Paul urges us to reset for worship. In chapter 5, verse 18, Paul commands us be filled by the Spirit. Now, when Paul says this, he's just said before, he said, don't get drunk on wine, be filled with the Spirit. There seems to be some similarities between getting drunk and being filled with the Spirit. We read in uh, the Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, we read the disciples are filled with the Spirit, and Peter has to say to the crowd, now some of you are supposing that these men are drunk. It's nine o'clock in the morning, they're not drunk. This is what God has promised. God has filled them with his Spirit. Now, Paul is urging the believers to be filled with the Spirit, and the outworking of being filled with the Spirit is not carousing and, uh, and being noisy and shouting. It's worship. Paul is urging the Ephesians to reset for worship. Be filled with the Spirit. And he said, if you're filled with the Spirit, you will sing and make music in your heart to God. You will sing to one another. You will provoke worship in other people. You will worship Jesus for who he is and what he's done for you. What's you your worship like at the moment? Are you battling to worship? Are you finding it hard? Do you need a reset? Do you need the Holy Spirit to come and fill you afresh, to stir you to worship? Are you going through the motions? God doesn't want you to go through the motions. He wants us to be a passionate, worshipping people who love him with all our hearts. He wants us to be a people who sing songs with joy, We don't do it just when Phoebe's leading us in a time of worship or uh, he doesn't want us just to sing songs when we're just listening to a worship. He wants worship to spring out of our hearts when we get up in the morning and before we go to bed at night. He wants us to be a people filled with the spirit, provoked to worship. Do you need a reset today? Lastly, Paul challenges us to reset to pray. In chapter 6, verses 17 and 18, he says this, Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, pray at all times in the Spirit, with every prayer and request, and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. We are in a battle. Paul has been writing about the battle that that's facing the Ephesian believers. It's the same battle that faces us. We have an enemy, someone who hates God and hates those who follow him, the devil. And he will do his utmost to cause trouble for us in our own lives and in our circumstances and put us under pressure and cause us, he wants us to turn away from God. God doesn't want us to respond to his pressure. He wants us to be a people who stand firm. 
In the day of evil, Paul says, stand, and after you've done everything, stand. And then put on the whole armour of God, everything that God gives us to help us stand. And he talks about us taking up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We pick up the Word of God, the Bible, and uh, we read it. And when we read it, the Holy Spirit illuminates it. And he illuminates it in such a way it stirs us and provokes us in the way we speak and in the way we pray. And then Paul goes on and says, pray in the Spirit on all occasions. We pray in line with the Word of God. God is a God who loves us to pray. He wants us to pray. He wants us to be a people who are seeking his face. Are we stirred to pray in these days? These are days when we are facing a battle. Paul says, uh, when the day of evil comes, well, we are living in days like that. We are living in days like that today. And Paul is urging us to stand firm, to take up uh, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and to pray in the Spirit on all occasions. All occasions, in every circumstance. Your circumstances may not be going well. You may be finding this tough. You may be finding this difficult. But Paul is urging us to pray. I want to encourage us, as God's people, to pray more than we've ever prayed before. To seek him with all our heart. To pray in the Spirit. If we're going to pray and be effective in our prayers... We need to be filled with the Spirit. We need a reset. Because God wants us to pray not just for each other and for the church and for God's kingdom to come amongst us. But he wants us to pray for our neighbours and for those we interface with. Phil was encouraging us uh, a few weeks ago and was saying that we need to be those who pray uh, for our best prayers for our neighbours. Find ways to bless them. Not just be praying, God, give me an opportunity to share my faith. But no, God, I pray for the situation they're facing. I break in, be with them, be near them, help them as they struggle. We're to be a people who know what it is to pray and ask God to come and act on our behalf. The Holy Spirit wants to help us as we pray. He wants to help you as you pray, as you pray for your family, as you pray for your situation, as you pray for your circumstances. Maybe your job situation is, is looking really precarious. Maybe uh, uh, things are, are difficult with family members. God wants you to be those who pray for a breakthrough, for a change in heart. God wants us to be a people who pray for those around us. We need to be filled with the Spirit. God wants to reset us and fill us afresh with the Spirit. We need to hear his voice and come to him afresh. God, fill me. As we come to a close this morning, it's a real challenge for us. It's easy to settle for second best in the Christian life. It's easy to settle for, well, this is the way it's always been. That isn't how God wants it to be. He wants normal service to be resumed. He wants us to know what it is to be living out in our day what we read in the Acts of the Apostles. The Holy Spirit filling us and equipping us and empowering us to be the people God wants us to be. He wants us to be a people filled with the Spirit who know the love of God, know the love of God, experience the love of God. Wake up in the morning knowing that God loves us. You know, if you're waking up in the morning and you don't know, I don't know, I don't feel anything, you need a reset. You need to be filled again 
with the Spirit of God. We can know the love of God which passes understanding. We can uh, be filled with the Spirit to maintain the unity of the bond of peace. God wants us to be a people of one heart and of one mind. Maybe there's things that we need to be put right relationally. But the first thing is we need to be filled with the Spirit. God wants us to be filled with the Spirit so that we can walk rightly in these days. We don't have to give in to temptation. We don't have to do it. God wants us to be filled with the Spirit, wants to know what it is to walk in step with the Spirit, not to grieve the Spirit, to, but, but to trust him and allow him to lead us. He wants us to be a people who uh, have a reset for worship, have hearts of worship, who love him with all their hearts. He is an amazing God. He has done so much for us. He has given himself for us. The God who transcends all things, the great God of heaven and earth, crossed the cosmos, broke into our hearts and lives, came for us, came for the one, rescued us. Doesn't he deserve our worship? Doesn't worship want to spring up inside you? If it doesn't, God wants his spirit to fill you afresh that you grasp his great love for you. And God wants us to be a people who know what it is to pray in the spirit on all occasions. Because we do in these days, we want to see God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We long to see breakthrough. We long to see the church all that it should be in the purposes of God. And this needy nation around us encountering God. I want to tell you at the moment, more people are open to the gospel than ever before. I have never known a season like this. People so open. This last week or so, someone who doesn't go to church sent Annie a video of the UK blessing. Churches singing the blessing of God. Some of you will know that song. And the story behind it was one of their unchurched friends had seen it, come across it, was so moved to tears that they sent it to them and they sent it to Annie. These are unchurched people, people who don't go to church, sending songs about the goodness of God and the blessing of God. How amazing is that? We are living in days where people are open to the gospel. And so we need to be filled with the Spirit. And so as we finish, listen to what Paul promises us in the book of Ephesians. Your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honour at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. It's time for a reset. It's time for normal service to be resumed. I want to encourage you as I finish this morning, why don't you respond to God where you are as I simply lead us in a prayer to ask God to fill us afresh with his spirit. Father, we come to you right now. Great God of heaven, who promises that if we ask, we will receive. Would you fill us afresh with your spirit? Would you come on us again? May normal service be resumed. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.